Welcome to Fierce Amazing Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Erin Martin. I'm a physician, writer, speaker, mentor, and mother of three. I believe that this lifetime is short, health is precious, and relationships gift us with the juiciest memories. I love thinking big, asking the hard questions, and catalyzing others to do the same. You are invited to listen and learn to the ways amazing people are showing up in this world and truly thriving, and helping others to do the same. Together, we will explore and enjoy conversations about what it truly means to thrive and how we can live fiercely and on purpose, in our truth, with our tribes, in health, and in the ways we react and receive. We will give airtime to our inner wisdom and learn to honor our integrity. Refreshingly in your face, this podcast will inspire, motivate, and propel you to create something new, wonderful, and fierce for your life. Because we hold the power to create an amazing life lived fully alive and to change the world. Welcome to episode number seven of Fierce Amazing Radio. Today you are in for a treat because today is our inaugural interview with an amazing person who is just going to really enliven you and giving you some insight into yourself today. My guest is Miss Nikki Nash. Nikki is a motivational speaker and author currently working on a book with Hay House Publishers that will come out in 2021. She's also the founder of Market Your Genius, which is a training and development community on a mission to equip entrepreneurs with the tools and resources they need to share and profit from their own unique message. Now, if you are not an entrepreneur, if you are not a business person, you don't have your own business, please continue to tune in because this is going to be something much more insightful. If you know me and what I'm about, this is way more than business. This is about understanding what your genius is. And all of us, whether we are experts, we are business owners, whatever, even if we're stay-at-home moms or school teachers, we have a genius and a lot of us don't know what that is. So this is going to be a really fun interview for you to listen to. Now, Nikki is known for empowering people to quit making excuses and to start going after their dreams, whether that's in business or that's in life. She has an extensive marketing business and personal development background that she uses to help people build strong personal and professional relationships and position themselves as the go-to expert in their industry, growing their company through what she calls strategic storytelling, and the power of voice is so important here. Now, prior to full-time entrepreneurship, Nikki served as head of marketing at some tech startups, as well as senior marketing manager at Intel. Uh, She's also won multiple marketing awards. She was the brand management MBA intern at the Coca-Cola Company, media planner and buyer at the Starcom Media Vest uh, advertising agency for the Kraft Foods account. She's also worked for brands such as InStyle, Travel and Leisure, and Louis Vuitton. Now, she is just also an amazingly insightful, wise woman. Of course, that would be why I have her on my podcast. So we're going to talk about going to plan C today. And that is something that is Well, let's just say something we don't all talk about, but a lot of us have been through. When plan A and plan B aren't working out, don't feel so good, or we come to that point in our life where we know we have to change something, that would be plan C. So we're going to talk about her story and how that came about for her, but also what the inside workings of that were and what lessons she learned, what the hardest parts were of that journey, and also 
the importance of story, how one actually finds their genius and what that might be. And I hope that you will stay tuned for that because it's not what you might think. Our genius is not what we're good at. And it's not even what we're passionate about. So tune in so that you can really get some insights on that because it's really a a deeper thing than just what we're good at or what we're passionate about. And it's so interesting. And it's so true. So this is going to be such a fun thing for you to listen to. I hope you enjoyed as much as I enjoyed speaking with her. I've known her for several years now. I still learned so much from just talking to her in this interview. So Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Miss Nikki Nash. Okay, Nikki Nash. Hello. Hi, Erin. This is so exciting. I'm excited to be with you today. Yes, I'm excited to see your lovely face. You guys can't see her because you're listening, but I'm telling you she's lovely. Nikki is just an amazing person, and I know you heard in the intro about her and stuff, but you're going to hear more about her story here today, and I think that it's going to resonate with a lot of people, especially as women, as professionals, people who have spent time educating themselves, money educating themselves, built themselves up into what they thought that they wanted, and then you have to pivot for reasons of emotional health or (laughs) stability or whatever, however we want to call it. So um, what I want to really kind of talk about going to that plan C today. Like we all kind of have this plan A, like we're, we're coming up, we're getting older, we're in high school. We think we, we know we want to study. We want to know, we know we want to be when we grow up. And then, um, sometimes we work really hard for something and we get there and we're like, yeah, it's not what I thought it was going to be. And we may go to plan B, but there's this kind of existential crisis that some of us come to where that's not working either. And it's that plan C, which is really the game changer, the life changer. And um, Nikki and I are kindred spirits because we've both been there and we've had some absolutely amazing conversations and the reason why she's still in my life is because we get each other and we get to support each other along this way. I think I'm on plan Q right now, but um, I just want to have you tell us a little bit, Nikki, about your story. Uh, You've done so many things. You've had so many accomplishments and just go ahead and give us a little background. Yeah, it's funny when you said you're on plan Q, I was thinking, am I in numbers? Like, have I exhausted all the letters in terms of my plans? <laughs> no, I'm like on plan three after I, you know, left Z. Um, so I completely get what you're saying. And, you know, when I think about even what I wanted to do before I got to college, I actually wanted to be an actress. And I went to a high school that was very into creative arts and I was in theater And I graduated thinking, yes, I'm going to become an actress. And I even started buying Backstage Magazine, which is like a trade publication for people who want to be in acting. And I would look up auditions. And I was honestly so afraid that I wouldn't make it and that I wouldn't be any good that I pivoted and I went towards something else that I loved doing, which is writing. And so I became an English major and I thought I would be a journalist. And I ended up in marketing, which is uh, not exactly journalism. But what I found is that every little decision that I've made along the way, I've uh, somehow 
today it almost feels like I'm doing a combination of everything that I wanted to do at some point, um, which is pretty cool and interesting. But to give you a little bit of an idea of what I've done and what my background is, I graduated with an English degree. I remember distinctly that I wanted to go to Berkeley for grad school in journalism. And I called the admissions office uh, when I graduated and I said, I know I have to work first, but I'd love to hear from you. What are some of the things that you look for? What are the things that I can start doing now that will help me as I go through the admissions process? And they mentioned this program that both NYU and Columbia had, because I was on the East Coast, I, I'm from New Jersey. And they said, well, you can do NYU and Columbia have this uh, publishing institute essentially where you can learn about the editorial and journalism side of magazines newspapers and book publishing as well as the marketing and sales side and i fell in love with all the marketing and sales people and they're like you should come work for us in marketing and sales and so i quickly left my dreams of uh, becoming a journalist and i ended up getting a job in marketing at InStyle magazine and it just kind of kept pivoting from there. I went into advertising after that. I ended up saying, hey, I'm working really hard in advertising. I want to have a family one day. I don't know if I can do that in advertising. My clients seem to have a life. So I went back to school and got my MBA <laughs> so that I could become a client because everybody I spoke to said, you either have to get in at these big brands early or you come in you know, after you've been in advertising forever or you go back to school and get your MBA. And I said, well, it's too late for me to start there and I'm not waiting forever. So I'm going to go back to school. And I got my MBA. I interned at Coca-Cola. I don't drink soda. I was like, I don't know if this is the right fit either. <laughs> uh, so I ended up taking a job at Intel and I moved to Portland, Oregon and uh, was in charge of digital marketing. And I ended up working with a lot of bloggers and vloggers and people who are content creators as my role in marketing and figuring out how do you take people from connecting with content to uh, connecting with in-store or event experiences and then eventually buying product. And so I found that to be really exciting and interesting. And I did that uh, right up until um, a few months before my 30th birthday, maybe like six or seven months before that, because I had found out that ovarian cancer ran in my family. And uh, my grandmother passed away of ovarian cancer. My aunt at the time was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and she has since passed. And then my mom tested positive for the BRCA2 gene with which if people aren't familiar with, it's um, if you remember when Angelina Jolie announced that she was having preventative surgery because um, BRCA1 ran in her family, which meant breast cancer ran in her family. Um, I was literally getting tested for the gene on the day that she announced that. And I'm sitting there going, okay, I am working in a cubicle. Yes, I'm doing some cool stuff, but do I really feel like I'm making an impact in the world? Do I really care? And so I said, you know what, I'm going to quit. And I mentally decided I was quitting my job that day. I even told all my friends and family, I said, I'm quitting this job, but I didn't tell the company because I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to save money and like, you know, figure out what I'm going to do. Uh, but I, on that day, I decided I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to go after something that I'm passionate about. And I decided I was going to be an entrepreneur. I lasted maybe a week on vacation with the mentality that I was going to be an entrepreneur and then realized I didn't know how to be an entrepreneur. And I freaked out and took a job as head of marketing at a tech startup and did that for a year and a half about realizing that nobody knows what, like nobody has the exact beautiful roadmap to entrepreneurship. Um, 
unless like, at least for you, like you're going to have to figure certain things out for yourself. And so once I realized that nobody could tell me exactly what to do uh, by working there, I left and started the business that I have today. Yeah. And what is that business today? Yeah. So um, I have a professional training and development company for entrepreneurs. So uh, we help entrepreneurs essentially build businesses, um, run what I like to call experiment cycles to help them figure out what are the marketing activities that work for them? What are the sales messages and sales strategies that work for them? And then ultimately, how do you build a business where you are the go-to expert in the industry, where you can have a business that runs without you? Like, how do you build a business that is like, oh, I'm no longer working a job. I actually own an entity and I'm really making strategic decisions and being sought out as the go-to person in the industry. So I have a lot of fun doing it, but it's, um, it's coaching content, you know, courses, uh, events. So that's like the technical aspect of it. And I love your explanation of what it is, but like, (laughs) I know that there's a, there's a deeper impetus. Oh yeah. I know you, right. So like your brand is, um, and your forthcoming book with Hay House is market your genius. Right. And you're, really like the conversations, the like personal conversations that you and I have had about, you know, when I call you and I'm like, you know, blubbering about like how things aren't working and, and I don't know what to do. And you're like, so just like, what are what do you love? Like, what are you passionate about? What's your, and really helping to get into that understanding of where your genius point is, or yeah. is that what you call it? Genius point? I don't know. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Talk about that part. Cause that's like what you're really passionate about. I know yeah. you. So, um, <laughs> you're like, I know you, Nikki, we've had these conversations, <laughs> share them with our audience. Um, so for me, when just to give an, people an idea of how it came about when I was at my last job, I was burnt out. I was frustrated. I was honestly pissed off at the time at the owners. Like I was just not in a good place. And I had made a mental decision that nobody would um, value me the way that I value myself as a, like being somebody who worked at a company, because at the end of the day, you look at companies, like their goal is to be effective and efficient, which means, you know, they want you to do as much work for as cheap as possible. And in theory, you know, that's essentially what it is. Yes. Your bosses and people may actually care about you as a person, but that's how businesses make money. And I realized that I was miserable and I was like, you know what? I, realized that I had complete control over my happiness or my misery. Like it was a choice for me to stay miserable. And I realized that as I looked around, there were so many friends and so many people that I'd spoken to that were at a state where there were areas of their life that they weren't happy with, that they were, you know, letting be as they were because they justified it by saying, you know, well, I have food on the table. I'm not starving. You know, my life isn't that terrible. So it's okay that maybe I don't love everything. And so I really set out to help people realize that they can have a life that they're madly in love with. And for me, I found that through entrepreneurship. And so my goal with this business and my hope is that people really find and tap into what they're passionate about, what their magic is, what their genius is. And they turn that into a profitable business that they love so that they have a business and a lifestyle and a life that they're madly in love with. Creating their business, if that's what they choose to do in such a way that they are making a huge impact in the world, but also making uh, more money than they ever would working for somebody else and having more joy than they ever would working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like the impetus for you to kind of like 
make that leap was the cold, hard facts of, you know, genetics staring you in the face of, and, you know, it's kind of, um, even at the age of 30, you said you were 30 when that happened, just being like, wow, I'm not going to live forever here. So if that's the truth, then what action do I want to take in order to live a life that feels meaningful and that, you know, has some sort of an impact on not just me. It's not just all about me. I want to feel good with what I'm doing, but I want to to leave something to the other people, like to help like that ripple effect, right? So what lessons have you learned in this whole journey? Because it's been a, like you've been doing this for a while, like you're kind of the expert and you, you know, you're writing a book. And if you could think of like, truly like as a woman and the things that you know, we're the only ones in our head 24 seven, right? So what are some of the lessons, like maybe just two of like the biggest lessons that you've learned about yourself in all of this? Yeah. One of the things that I've always known about myself, and I really believe this of all people, but especially women is that I'm incredibly intuitive and I'm really in touch with what it is that I want. And my biggest lesson is that I allowed other people's perceived expertise silence some of my own intuition. And to give you a clear example, and keep in mind, I love my father and my family with what I'm about to say, Mm -hmm. but I distinctly remember my first job, my very first job out of college. I was working at, not at InStyle, but at another magazine. And I was miserable. The The people were miserable. They were going through a lot of changes. I had a new boss in I think a six month month period, I had three different bosses. Like I had three people come in and leave mm-hmm. uh, and I was miserable. And I remember having this conversation with my dad about how I just want to have a job where I felt like I was contributing to the world, that I was doing something meaningful, that I was making an impact. And I did not feel like I was doing that in this role. And my dad who's a doctor, mind mind you. So and I know Dr. Aaron can uh, probably understand this, but like, this is where I'm coming from. He said, you can give back and contribute and make the world a better place outside of work. It doesn't have to come from your job. You know, you can volunteer, you can do all these other things. You can find happiness outside of work, but you have a job that pays you well to do the job. Mm-hmm. And so I, I said to myself, okay, And I stuck with it and I kept looking for a job that would pay me more money because I thought if I could make more money and do more things, I would have more time and I would be happier and I'd be able to afford my vacations or whatever it is I wanted to do and somehow also find time to make a difference in the world. And the biggest lesson for me was that I kept leaving jobs because I didn't feel like it was the job that was going to help me make the impact. And so the longest I stayed at a job was probably about three years. And I look back and I say to myself, dad, you were literally helping people with their life. Like there's meaning in that. And not to say that there's not meaning in some of the things that I did, but at the time I was selling like small ad space in the back of a magazine for like tourism of small countries. Like I didn't, I'm sure it made a difference maybe to the countries, had people been there and I could paint a picture of that. I helped increase tourism maybe, I don't know, but it just didn't feel at my core something that I was passionate about and that I was living in my life's purpose, that I was doing a thing that would make a real impact for people. And so I think the biggest lesson there is 
for people to sit down and ask yourself, if you could look at a blank piece of paper and create your life the way you wanted to and create the level of impact that you wanted to make in the world and impact the world in such a way that you were happy, you were making a difference, you were doing all the things that you were passionate about, what would that look like? Because I think for me, if I had stopped going down the road of what am I qualified for? Who's going to pay me money? And I started asking the question of, no, what do I want to do? What do I want to create in the world? I probably would have had a very different career or journey. I, but at the same time, this is my journey. This is how I got here. And so I have no regrets. But if you're at that point where you're asking yourself, what do I want to do next? Where do I want to go? Just start with what would you create if you could create from nothing? If you could start from a blank slate, what would you actually create for yourself? Right. Of and there was yourself. no limitations and there was no yeah, buts and what ifs and all of the interjections that we have there, right? Absolutely. The yeah. ability to completely create with the idea of being limitless. And I have a mug. I have all these sayings that I have, and then I put them on mugs and they're on my desk, but I have a mug that says limitless. I have limitless tattooed literally on my, like, I don't even know what you call this, like the side the side of my forearm, my wrist, it's kind of my wrist, but it's the side part. Um, and I look at it every day to remind myself, you're limitless. You can do anything. Stop putting boxes around what you're capable of because you're capable of anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so um, powerful. And I think that there's a lot of people that will agree with that. And I also think that there's a lot of people that will have the yeah, buts and the what ifs right in there, or they'll say, well, that's great for you, but you don't understand my life or you don't see where I'm coming from. Um, And I think that um, how we speak to that how do I put this? That part of, you know, there's the hard parts of the journey. There's the joys of the journey. Um, But when we get to that point as people, whether we're women or we're men, that we have to really kind of, we're at that crossroads, like that, that metaphorical crossroads between what we should do and what we feel we must do. Like where, where do we go from there? And do we follow the should and where does the should lead? And where does the must lead us? And the must oftentimes leads us to some places that we don't see the steps in front of us. It's a more uncertain path, right? The should is the, the linear path for most of us. That's like, get the job, get the paycheck, get the promotion. It, it's very you can kind of guess what's going to happen, right? Um, so in that, I I love because your thing is the genius, like finding that genius. And I feel like that has a different meaning than what a lot of people would would talk about. And I think that there... I would love to hear you talk about like, what's the importance of story? Cause I feel like marketing, like you were an English major. So you, in, in writing, you want to be a journalist and marketing is so much... Um, where that hits us when we're marketing or whether we are marketing ourselves or our businesses, or we're on the receiving end of the market, like we're, we're being marketed to, it doesn't matter if you own a business or if you never want to own a business, um, the importance of our story. Um, but at the same time, not getting stuck in that story. And also what's the difference between, you know, genius and just what you're really good at. 
you know, and so a lot of times they say, well, that's my genius because I'm really good at that. I could do that in my sleep. So automatically that must be my genius. And I think that your definition of that might be different. And I'd love to hear you talk about that. Yeah. So I'll start there because my genius is not marketing. I am an expert at marketing. I could do marketing in my sleep. I can come up with marketing plans. I can build out campaigns. I could know what metrics you need to look at, but that was developed over time. And I think that what makes me a good marketer subjectively, you know, I think I'm a good marketer. Somebody else could disagree, but I think what makes me an even better marketer is what, because of what my actual genius is. And I see my genius as being incredibly uh, empathic and sensitive to other people's reactions, thoughts, and feelings. And so I think because I can always put myself in somebody else's shoes or feel what people are feeling or immediately see like, oh, this is how something's going to resonate with who my ideal audience is or who we're trying to reach that influences the way that I market and makes me a better marketer. But my, my core, my genius comes from what are the things that I was born with? What are the things that I was put on this earth? What gifts were I put on this earth with? And it took me a while to realize what those were. And oftentimes you may not even notice that you're great at them. I, I had a lot of people tell me, I remember my very first business coach told me, you have great energy. And he kept saying it, you have great energy. Do you know how great your energy is? And I still remember going, what the heck does that mean? Like, could somebody tell me what that means? And then he started saying it and I would meet all these people and they started saying it and they would just say, Hey, Nikki, your energy is great. And I don't know how to bottle up my energy and make it something that is always a part of my business. But what I started realizing is that another part of my genius, which is, uh, again, you know, for me, it, it seems very true and it could be subjective, but people just feel comfortable around me. And I'm talking, this has happened all my life. I'll be sitting on the train, reading a book with ed headphones in, and somebody will sit down and tell me their whole life story and then walk away feeling like, oh, thank you so much. Like, I really needed to share that with you. I have no idea why I just shared that with you. And I'm sitting there like, I don't know why you shared it with me either, but this happens all the time. And so I've gotten used to the fact that apparently there's something about me. It could be part of my genius where people just feel that they can unload and, I, and, and feel better. And it doesn't make me feel worse. I feel like I can just hold that space for people. And so when you start realizing what are things that people constantly say to you? What are things that constantly happen? How are you, without even doing anything, impacting the world? Those are things that are a part of your genius. And it's so hard to uh, describe. And oftentimes you don't realize it until you're in a really good place. Because when I was miserable, I couldn't walk into the room and you know see that I was positively impacting everybody because I was miserable. But once I quit my job and not saying everybody has to quit their job, but that was the source of my unhappiness was me going down a path that just felt not true for me. Once I quit my job and I started figuring it out on my own, I was happier making, you know, 5,000 bucks every few months than I was consistently making, you know, six figures or multiple six figures when I had a full-time job. And I was a better version of myself and people were attracted to that. So I think it's um, about going down the path of figuring out who are you at your best? How are you at your happiest? And then when you're at that place, what are the things that 
people gravitate to you for? What are the things that you can do with ease? Not because you've developed the skill on it, but because it's just who you are. And again, it's, you kind of can't quantify it often. You, you may not even be able to put it into words until somebody told me I had great energy. I had no idea how to describe what people were talking about. And then even when people tell me I have great energy, I now just accept it. But if I, I can't walk up to somebody and say, you know what? I have great energy. That's why people hire me. That's why people work with me. What? Like, what does that mean? But it's a big part of it. And sometimes you can't describe it. It's just what is. Yeah. And I think whether you have a business or you're just trying to find yourself in life, like find your path, like what's the best thing for me right now that applies because there's not that life is easy or that owning a business is easy by, and there's always hard work involved, but there's some sort of ease to it when you are coming from and living from a place of the, the things that are already natural about you, right? There's that ease that there's no, you know, we're constantly trying to fit ourselves into all of these boxes to um, satisfy obligations or, or ways that we think we should be. And there's, for me, I know at least in my own life, I am oftentimes resisting changes because I don't want things to be, like I have a finite amount of energy and, and I don't wanna be taking anymore, but that is like this block. It's like a big wall to what I have, what my natural talents, what my genius is out into the world. And so not resisting those things allows that there's, there's gotta be an easier way. Like how many times have we said that to ourselves? There's gotta be an easier way. And in our society, there's this like belief that things have to be hard and that anything worth having comes from this hard work in, and that connotation of the hard work is this, like, just this, like, slog through the mud you know in the middle of winter so um what you're saying is that what you help people with and what is because you found it true for your own life is that coming from that place where you get you're really in tune with yourself and being really true and honest with yourself about what is real about you um, and not what's made up we can tap into those skills that we've developed but that's very different from what your true genius is. What are other words that people have used for genius in the, in the sense that you mean it? Um, that's a great question. I, I don't know, like maybe, I actually don't know because it took me forever to find a word that resonated with me <laughs> in terms of your passion. Like you hear people saying like, go from your passion, like what you're passionate about. But what's the, what's the follow-up between like going from a place of passion? Like, is it just like it, it's driven by emotion or, or what is that? Yeah. So I would consider, I, I think the reason why I struggle with the words is that I consider passion something completely different than your genius. And like almost your genius is like innately who you are, like your quality, your core, your source maybe is the right word like who you are and your passion are the things that you figure out over time it's you know you start figuring out oh my goodness i really am excited about this i really care about this you get this kind of warmed up yummy feeling about oh my goodness i'm gonna go help people today do this and when you but figure it's that out too right like your passions can change and you just might decide you don't like that anymore absolutely right? 
yeah. your passions can shift and adjust. But one of the things that I really find to be valuable for people is when they find their passions to lean into them, to go, okay, I'm really passionate about this. I'm excited about this. How can I um, bring this, bring more of this into my life? How can I bring more joy into my life? Things like that. Um, whereas some of your genius, you can use that to get through anything. Like you can sit down and go, okay, I need to make a tough decision, or um, I know I need to uh, figure out how to parent my kids. I don't have kids, but I'm just trying to think of when you think of all the areas of life that you have, which are usually health, family, friends, and relationships, you know, money. I'm sure there are other ones, but right now I'm blinking. <laughs> but if you look at all the components of your life, when I sit down and I go, wow, I, one of my core magic things, maybe it's magic. That's another word that I could say for genius. What's your magic? Like yeah. one of my magic things is intuition. When you're bumping up against something that seems impossible or seems terrible or challenging, ask yourself, okay, what is, what do I intuitively want to do to handle this? You know, you hit a big obstacle. There may be things that you can do that are right in front of your face that you don't see. Okay. And oftentimes I'll give you a great example. When I was working at the startup, I was miserable. My best friend knew I was miserable and I didn't see a way out of misery because in my mind, I had all of these beliefs. Like you have to stay at a job for at least two years and I need to keep this job so that I can learn from them to figure out how I'm going to grow my business. There were all these thoughts that I had that I convinced myself were true. And then my best friend said to me, because this company was having cash flow problems, she's like, you didn't get paid last week. You could not get paid that last week working for yourself, but you'd be happy and you'd be in control of it at least. She's like, would you rather like pay yourself or not pay yourself as an entrepreneur? Or would you rather go to work every day for somebody else's dream and not know if you're getting paid? And she didn't use those exact words, but that's essentially what she said to me. And I didn't even see quitting my job and starting my own business without a plan. I mean, to come up with a plan and to do that as an option, because I had these thoughts in my head, like I have to, I have to do all these things. And so you could be, and again, I'm not a parent, but I have um, friends and you could be sitting down thinking, oh my goodness, I have a kid. They have maybe not so much right now because of COVID-19, but let's pretend you had to bake all these cupcakes for a uh, birthday party. And you had this list of all the things that you're trying to do and you're trying to do all the things. And maybe it didn't ever occur to you to just say, hey, why don't I have this other person do these things so that I can focus on this one thing that makes me happy? Or why don't I ask for an extension on this other project so that I can do this thing? Or why don't I, you know, with money, why don't I call the credit card company and ask if they'll be willing to accept the payment on a different date without a penalty? There are so many different things that people can do. And, and the worst thing that anybody could ever say to you is no, but we're sitting down trying to do everything and trying to do everything perfectly and trying to do everything well and we're burning out. And so yeah. when you can sit down and come from a place of, you know what, like, I just have this thought, I'm like, well, you know, I get on the phone with people. They seem to like me sometimes. Maybe I can convince this person on the phone <laughs> to help me with this problem. Who knows? Right. You well, know? it's coming from a place of possibility rather than being stuck in the story in our head. Like there's so many times where it's like, I think of, oh, I should call this person and, and see if they would want to do this or whatever. And I've already created in my head, well, I'm not going to do that because they're just going to say this. And then I'm going to feel this way and, you know, and I'll go through like multiple scenarios. Okay. So then what's next and whatever. And I never even like acted on like the first thing I was thinking of because I had created this whole story of how things were going to roll out 
and I know everybody has done this, um, but it becomes almost an MO, like it becomes um, a conditioned subconscious way of being. Like we don't even have to think about it, we automatically do it. So building an awareness about that is, sounds like that's something that on this journey that you've had was one of the big, you know, insights and stuff. And you mentioned, you know, intuition and stuff. And, you know, I've worked with a lot of people and I think across the board when people have worked with me for a period of time that always comes up. They're like, okay, I really want to develop this because I think a lot of people say, I don't trust my intuition or I don't have an intuition. And just a side note, everybody has an intuition. You are an incredibly intuitive person. That's why like you and I, some of the conversations we've had, like, we're both pretty mad intuitive people. And uh, I would just say to people, if you, if that's a, a muscle that you haven't developed all the way yet, um, find somebody, surround yourself with people, find a mentor, find a coach or somebody who can um, help develop that in you and, uh, you know, be the mirror for you because that's one of the things I've loved about you. Um, and I know that that's how you are with your clients and stuff too, is just that mirror to just be able to kind of cut through the BS and get down to brass tacks. And, and um, that's where um, beating around the bush doesn't serve anybody, right? And learning to trust that voice inside. So what are, um, what's one of the greatest joys of the journeys? Like since you went to your plan C or Z or like X equals Y plus three, whatever that is for you, what is one of the biggest, like, I'm so glad I did this, this is one of the biggest joys that I have had and it can be anything. Yeah, so I think um, one of the biggest joys that I get is knowing that I can create all the things that I have ever wanted with what I'm doing right now. And so to give you an idea and, and things show up. So I had been wanting to write a book probably since I was a young kid. I used to write poetry. I had on every new year's resolution list, I'm going to write a book before I'm 20. I'm going to write a book before I'm 25. I'm going to write a book before I'm 26. I'm going to write a book before I'm 30. I'm going to write a book before I'm 35. The book will come out when I'm 37. <laughs> so like, you know, it, it happens eventually. But what I realized is that all the things that I've ever wanted has become possible and pretty quickly. So I wanted to have a book deal. I visualized it. I took action and it happened. And I want to have a TV show one day. I have no idea when it's going to happen, but I feel like it's going to happen. So hopefully I'll be on TV someday, or I know I will be because I've decided that that's something I wanted to do. And that's something I've always wanted to do since I wanted to be an actress. Heck, I love writing. Maybe I'll write uh, for a TV show or a screenplay. I have no idea, but it just feels like when I'm, I'm naturally just somebody who likes to create. And I think for me, my joy comes from being able to create things even when I don't know how, and even when I'm not sure how it's going to pan out. I started my podcast and having no idea how to start a podcast. I'm like, I don't know how to start a podcast, but I like it. I think so. I'm just going to create one and see what happens. You know, so that, I think that's the biggest joy for my business is that I can create anything that I've ever wanted. And it doesn't even have to be from a business perspective. I could create my dream home. I could create 
my dream person. I just feel as though anything's possible. And when I've gotten to this place of really being happy and loving myself and getting who I am and understanding myself, it just feels like anything's possible. And I think that's the biggest joy, whether you have a dream to be an entrepreneur or not, if you can find a way to connect with yourself, anything becomes possible. And I'm somebody who, yeah, is intuitive, but when I worked in corporate, I'm pretty confident I lost some of that intuition. I didn't, shouldn't say I lost it. I stopped listening to it hardcore, <laughs> it went out the window. So yeah. it's finding your way back to it and then using it to guide whatever it is you want to create or do next. Yeah. So coming from a place of possibility, I love that you have limitless tattooed on your arm and rather than coming from a place of lack or, or limitation, it is coming from that place of limitlessness in that you can create or be or do or have anything that you desire and the big and take action to begin to create. So just to paraphrase all of that, it sounds like one of your greatest joys was the realization of your own creative power. Absolutely. Absolutely. And where I really feel as though it comes from is uh, the ability to shift your perspective on the way things are and what's possible for you. I was listening to this podcast that I feel as though said it really well. Um, There's this story about, um, oh my goodness, I'm going to mess up the company. No, I'm pretty sure it was IBM. Um, IBM, one of the old CEOs said that when he was building the company and it was a lot, it was a small business at the time when, when he was building it, he knew where he wanted it to go. He had a vision for where it was going. And so people said, well, how did you get there? And he said, well, I started looking at the companies that were there and we started being that company. We started doing what they would do, acting as if we already had it. And then one day we were there and we had it. You have to start being now what you want to see in the future. And my dad told me the same analogy when I, at one point, like had gained a bunch of weight and I wanted to lose it. He said, well, how many calories would you eat if you were already at the weight that you wanted to eat or you wanted to be start eating that way now act as if you already are there and so i think for so many people right now if you can start picturing what you want your life to look like and finding the joys in that now and believing it's possible changing your thoughts changing the things that you're doing showing up as if you're already that person regardless of your circumstances and i completely get that it is hard for people i i'm not undervaluing what people are going through because there are so many things going on in people's lives. But when you can sit down and go, you know what? Life may look the way it looks right now, but I still believe I'm choosing to believe that things can be different. I'm choosing to believe that life could look differently. And so if you choose to believe that God or the universe or whatever you believe has your back, if you choose to believe that you are capable of anything, if you choose to believe that anything's possible for you, and then you start acting as if anything's possible for you, magical things will happen. Right. That's the definition of faith, right? That's what they say. It's more than a belief. It's definitely not a hope. You know, we always say, well, I hope, I hope I can pay the bills next week or next month, you know? And it's like, no, you got to create that, like have the, have the faith that it can happen and then set out to make it happen. Right. And um, that's the way we create possibilities for ourselves. And we become the master of our life rather than the victim of circumstance where, and it's so easy right now with all the stuff going on in the world to just sit and let things happen and then try to figure out how to get yourself out of a mess. 
instead of really what possibilities can you create for yourself right now? And uh, so one of the magical things about um, being your friend, Nikki, is that I get to, we get to always be bouncing off. Like every week, this girl and I talk to each other and we're just like, okay, what's, what's the possibility for yourself now? What are we, what are you working on right now? And it's always this kind of like up and up and up. And I'd love, I just want to go back real quickly to what you were saying about, you said something like, I felt like I could do it, or I believe it felt like I could do it. Or, and I believe that I could do it, but it wasn't really a belief or a feeling, or was there something in you that knew? Yeah. So I can't remember what I said it for, but I know specifically with um, getting this book deal. So Aaron mentioned it earlier and that I um, got a book deal with Hay House. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you that I believed, and I'm not saying that I believed every single day, like I just knew that I was getting a book deal. I knew it. And I knew it knowing that I had a million things quote unquote, going against me. Like I had interviewed a bunch of people who had book deals. They told me what their social media following are minimum before a book publisher will look at you. They told me how big my email list had to be. They told me all these things that I needed to have that I didn't have. And I still was like, but Hay House is going to publish my book. And I still was like, but I'm pretty confident that they're going to sign me on to, I believed it so much so that I was at an event and the CEO, Reed Tracy was talking and I went up to the mic because you could go up to the mic and ask questions. And I said something and I said, I can't wait for you guys to publish my book. It's happening a bit longer than I thought it would be because he gave a rough timeline of how long it could happen. But, but I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And I, and I was just standing there in a room full of hundreds of people declaring that they were publishing my book. And then I look back and I'm like, who was I? And I don't remember what I said. I people had to tell me what I said at the mic. I don't remember what I said. It was almost, I don't know if I believe in out of body experiences, but if I did, this is kind of what it was like. I went up there, I said things, I feel like I blacked out. And then I sat down and people were like, that was so great and clapping. And I'm sitting there going, what did I just say? But apparently I declared that I was getting a book deal with Hay House. And when you can come from a space of just believing in your core and knowing, even if everything on paper, does not match what you know in your heart, it will happen. Because Reed Tracy called me on the phone, June of 2019. I still have the voicemail saved in my phone, the voice message. And he called to tell me that they were publishing my book and to call him back. And I was like, wow, this is great. Yeah. 2019, got the call. Laws of the universe, people, it happens. There is, you put something out there and it has to, like things fall into they fall in maybe not on our timeline like you said it's taken a little longer than i thought but i know it's gonna happen so awesome nikki tell us a little bit more about where we can find you if people want to find you find out about your upcoming book and what you're up to yeah so um my book is called market your genius it comes out in august of 2021 august 24th is the current publishing date And uh, you can honestly find me on marketyourgenius.co. The name of my podcast is Market Your Genius. If you look up Market Your Genius on any social media platform, you can find me there. Uh, But if you want to also, because sometimes you'll get my team if you message me on any of those places. But if you want to get me directly, I'm Nikki Nash Official on Instagram, on Facebook, um, pretty much everywhere. So 
reach out. I love connecting with people. I will respond. I'm kind of, you know, all about DMing people and leaving voice messages and memos. So if you want to connect, I'm, I look forward to it. So I have one last question for you. Um, and that is what change would you like to see in the world right now? This is a change that I've actually felt and been passionate about since I started this business. And the change is actually a shift in people's perspective. And I'm on a mission for that every person on the planet to realize that they can create the life that they're in love with, that they can create a life they're madly in love with. And it's just about the shift in perspective, because once you believe and you realize and you truly understand that you can create anything, then the world will just like, everybody will be happy. Everybody's doing things that they love and building what they want to see in the world and creating what they want to see in the world. And I just think that if everybody realizes that, then we'd, it would change the world in incredible ways. That's right. That's right. I love that shift in perspective. That's the definition of a miracle. Miracle yeah. is just a change in perspective and miracles happen every day. So if we can do that for ourselves, like that is glorious, isn't it? Yes. yes. I love it. <laughs> Nikki Nash. I love you, girl. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Yeah. You will definitely be back. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Fierce Amazing Radio. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe so that you'll automatically get new shows every week. And I would love it if you left us a review. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and other platforms. I'd also love to hear from you. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Dr. Aaron Martin, or just head to DrAaronMartin.com and you will find them all there. You'll also find additional resources, videos, and information to uplift and inspire you. Fierce Amazing Radio is the elevated conversation for those who are fiercely creating an amazing life, and I'm honored you've tuned in.